have you ever felt so centered and so calm? It's like you just feel like you're the truest possible version of yourself. Like you're sitting at the ocean just looking out and you just feel like nothing else matters except the present moment that you're in. You don't care about anything that you have to do that day. You don't care about where you have to be next week or, you know, what you're going to buy your mother for Mother's Day that's three months away. You are just seriously sitting there enjoying the sun or whatever it is, the beautiful sounds of nature, and you are just so relaxed and you're in the present moment and you're your truest self. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about that feeling and how you can achieve it at home. You can achieve it five minutes in the bathroom at work when you're having a stressful day, anything like that, because it is so, so, so important to be able to tap into this feeling no matter where you are and to reduce your stress levels through mindfulness, meditation, anything like that. And yeah, so we are going to dive into this topic today. I hope you are ready. Hey friend, welcome to the Ready to Rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? So you've probably heard me say this before, that so many ancient sages and ancient yogis, they have all stated that when you are living in the past, it's usually a form of depression, right? It makes you feel depressed because you are just ruminating on things that have happened already. And when you're living in the future, that can cause a ton of anxiety because you are just like so future focused and you're just running around and trying to think about all the things that you have to do without getting anything done. And that's why I gave that example earlier of like, you know, you are thinking about this Mother's Day present that you need to give like three months ahead of time or whatever. And that causes a lot of anxiety and depression in our lives in general, which we all are struggling with. Like, let's just be honest right now. So I really just want to talk to you guys about some of the simpler ways to stay in the present moment. Because when we are coming back down into the present moment, we're not thinking about the past. We're not thinking about the future. We're thinking about the here and now. And I don't mean, I don't mean that to sound like, like you never think about, you know, what's going on ahead of time, right? Or you never, you know, look at some of the past mistakes and try to not repeat them. Like that's only a way that we grow is by doing a lot of these things. But what I do mean is that we're not living in that. We're not living in that place all the time anymore because that's not healthy for us. It doesn't really make us, it doesn't really help us to control that anxiety and depression, like I said. So I want to teach you guys a couple of ways to stay in the present moment and boost that happiness. And one of the first ways that I like to do is with a morning meditation, because I feel like that is so important to set my day up. Um, Russell Simmons, he talks a lot about this and about how he meditates like every morning and he used to um, think, you know, I don't have any time to do this. I don't have you know, I have all these meetings and all this shit to do and, and whatever, whatever. And I just can't like, I can't find the time to meditate. And then he was saying out loud, he's like, no, like that's when you actually need to have a longer meditation period for yourself. Because 
think about it. Like if you are thinking about all these things you have to do and, you know, one task and, and another task and all of this, and you're not actually slowing down and just giving yourself the time that you need to, you know, clear your mind then how are you going to get to all these tasks? If your mind is already jumbled up and it's already, you're already having this monkey mind where you're thinking about 10 different things at once. And like Keisha Fitzgerald says, there's like 40 million tabs open in your brain and it's like chaos in there. Then how are you going to slow down and actually effectively and efficiently do the task at hand? You can't because your mind is just everywhere else. So that's when it, it truly is most important to sit down and just take a moment, breathe, do maybe some type of like a breathing meditation or whatever it is. So for me, meditation helped me get out of a very depressed state. And the depression that I had also was, um, it was being manifested as anxiety. So I was like dealing with some pretty severe anxiety um, where I was just had a lot of very very interesting behavior quirks that I wasn't feeling very aligned with. And I remember going to the doctor and I was like, uh, do you like want to like, you know, tell me that I have like OCD? Like, is there a diagnosis for the way that I'm acting? Like, what is it that's going on here? And he was just like, no, like you are just a little bit depressed. Like that's really all it is. And it's looking like anxiety. So anyways, I, you know, was dealing with depression where I didn't really want to get out of bed. I was waiting to the last minute to get to work. I was, you know, just kind of, kind of rushing through life because I, um, was spending the the time that I didn't have to rush. I was spending that like basically in bed. And finally I met this, this amazing Kundalini instructor and she started doing this accountability with me and we would, you know, text each other every day. We actually still do to this day. And we would text each other every single day and talk about, you know, did you meditate today? Did you, you know, how was it for you? And I remember at the beginning of this practice, how badly I wanted to meditate and hold myself accountable to doing that every day. Because, you know, like five years ago, when I started this journey for myself, I started with meditation. Meditation was one of the first things that I tried to get myself to, you know, deal with anxiety and depression in a, in a holistic manner. And I fell out of that practice again, you know, when I hit that other depression. And so I'm, you know, messaging her and I'm like, no, I just, I don't have the time. I just can't, I can't make it happen. And I know I need to in the mornings, but it's just not happening. And she says, Hey, why don't you start with three minutes today? Like everybody has three minutes. So take three minutes this morning and just do a quick meditation and don't make it too hard on yourself. Don't make it too much. Like it doesn't need to be anything crazy. So I took her advice and that's exactly what I did. And I did a just quick breathing meditation. So it was, you know, just in, just focusing on the breath in, out, focusing on it being a bit of a longer breath, you know, a longer breath in, longer breath out. You could even just take five minutes to do what we call box breathing, which I just talked about inside the Facebook group, um, that we did with meditation, but yeah, anything like that. So just focusing on the breath for three minutes. And that really, really helped me clear my mind. And it, I'm not going to say that that like cured my depression, but it definitely helped me start to hold myself accountable to something else outside of me and something that I know is a very holistic and, you know, awesome practice like that. And then that's when I was able to really just kind of grow into a deeper spiritual practice. So starting that way with just doing my breath, 
then led me into being able to do a different practice that focused a lot more on my, um, I started doing like a mantra every morning and that's what I still currently do. I do a Kundalini yoga, um, like a mantra that's in Sanskrit every morning. And now I've built that up to 11 minutes every morning, but you know, some people sit there for hours and hours doing, you know, different meditations, different yogas, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that, you know, I just want to make the point real quickly that you don't have to do that. You don't have to go. I always call it like being a hermit in the Himalayas. You do not have to go sit on top of some huge mountain somewhere or sit at the edge of the ocean to then be able to meditate and clear your mind and, you know, find somewhere that's secluded where there's nobody around you. That's not the point of getting into a deep meditation. You don't have to sit there for hours on end and or start your practice over until you have completely cleared your mind or that kind of a thing, right? Like I used to think that I used to think I need to sit down for two hours and have no interruptions. The neighbors better be quiet. I hope a loud car doesn't come by. And every time that the monkey mind pops up where I'm thinking of 20 different things at once, I have to then start over and then the two hour buzzer starts over. And that's just completely unrealistic. And it's also just completely untrue because the form the form that you want to practice, the, the whole point of meditation is because you want to be able to learn how to clear your mind in stressful environments. And you're training your mind how to do this while you're home so that you can then go into a stressful environment like work and be able to just quickly clear that mind. So, you know, you might have um, 20 different people coming at you and it's not your monkey mind, but it's legitimate people coming up to you. Just knowing like, hey, I am tapping into that practice that I learned at home. Okay, I'm just going to, you know, there's 20 people legitimately surrounding me right now. So I can't like sit here cross-legged and, you know, close my eyes. But I'm going to just real quickly tap into that breath and take four quick breaths and then deal with, you know, the task at hand. And you learn how to then more quickly come into that yogic type of like a mind state. And you learn how to very quickly come into this place of you know, clarity for yourself before you go about all these other tasks, right? So that you're feeling less chaotic and um, a little bit less stressed out. And I noticed for myself after doing this practice, you know, routinely, daily, every morning, some people do it every night, some people do it both times. But after making this a routine for myself, I felt way, way calmer. And I also, I felt like this, um, what do I want to call it? Like this confidence or this trust for myself that I knew that I could do a practice like this and stick to it. So that's like one of the first things that, you know, really helped me to, to get into my spirituality. And it's crazy how, when you start a spiritual practice like that, it's so insane how, you know, it, it becomes like this little um, scavenger hunt in a way, but things will keep popping up for you. So once I started meditating daily, it led me into different types of things that I, I want to say, I guess, that popped up for me. So I found literally an ad on Facebook for this Kundalini instructor who I just completely fell in love with and I still practice Kundalini a few times a week. Um, I do a short practice daily, but I do my long class a couple of times a week. I found you know, crystal healing through this. And it's, it's interesting how one thing just leads to another and your spiritual path will just continue to unfold, you know, in itself. I remember, oh my gosh, like 
I remember getting my nails done one day with my sister and we are not the type of people to leave if, you know, we don't like the menu at a restaurant and we've already sat down or, you know, we don't love maybe like something that's happening in this, this place that we've decided to come to, but you know, we're already there. So we just feel awkward leaving. But anyways, one day we're sitting down and we were about to get our nails done somewhere and both of us just kind of looked at the menu, um, of colors and, we just got this weird vibe and we didn't like it. And we both look at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, should we just leave? And we're like, no, that's rude. We have to stay. And then we were like, you know what? No, like we, we, we don't vibe with this place. We're going to go. It's the very first time we've ever done something like that. Anyways, then we're Googling a different place to go to. And all of the previous salons that had been up in our Google search earlier that day were literally gone, except for one of them that was 10 miles away. And we just decided, okay, this is very weird, but let's just go there. Whatever. They look nice. And as we get there, we park. The only spot left in this crowded parking lot was right in front of this crystal store. And I'm like, you know what? This is weird. Crystals are weird. Like, you know, this was a couple years ago, maybe like 2017 or something. But we're like, this is so strange. Like, no, like people don't do this. Like this, you know, weirdos, whatever. Of course, we go inside the crystal shop meet this amazing man and he just starts explaining different properties of crystals and different healing. And we bought our first crystals. And then we learned a lot more just about different essential oils and the healing properties of those. And just all these different types of like metaphysical types of, you know, ways to heal yourself. Right. And I'm a nurse, my sister at this at the times an EMT. And we're just trying to like, like very scientific type, you know, medical background people. And we're like, oh, what is all this? You know, but we get there and we just felt so aligned with everything. You know, I bought some sage, right? And I came home and I did like a clearing ritual and, and I just started to fall in love with different ways of clearing the energy, different types of, I guess, energy work really. And through that place through that um, crystal store, we found a wonderful woman who practices Reiki. She did my first Reiki session a couple days after that. I fell in love with her because I felt the energy change. I felt the shift. She um, actually predicted a bunch of things that did happen in my life a couple months later, which were very interesting. And I'm just like, what is all this energy work? And, and how do I tap into this daily? How do I get this feeling daily? And that's why I started today's conversation with meditation, just because like, it's a daily, you can find some kind of way to tap into your spirit and your spirituality daily. And that literally will do wonders for you because when you're aligned with spirit and you're aligned with what's going on for you, that's like, oh my gosh, it's like one of the best ways to live your life because you are just feeling, you're doing the things that you're passionate about. You feel called to do. You're living your life from a place of a more centered and grounded place. And that's what will help you to truly live a life that you love, right? Because the the other side of that coin is when we're running around like a chicken with our head cut off and we're just like, what is this? And what's going on? And how do I finish this? And we're living in this crazy way. And honestly, how do we truly get things done? We fall asleep at night. We barely remember anything that we did today. What did we truly do for ourselves? What did we truly get out of this for ourselves? Or was that just another day that we spent on planet earth? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily go with the whole meditation thing I'm talking about, but the quote that, you know, your first, no, your second life begins when you realize you only have one. 
And that's like what I'm talking about here. So get in touch, get in touch with the things that make you feel grounded and happy and full and just creative and in love with life because we're only here for a short amount of time. Nobody knows, like especially coming out of this COVID season, right? Nobody knows when their lives are going to end, when the life of a loved one is going to end. We don't know. We can't predict that, right? We don't have like even like (laughs) some, you know, wonderful wonderful person that that can predict little things that happen to us nobody knows like when when this is going to happen so enjoying every day is really really my goal here and I don't know about you but I think that that's you know it's something that actually is simple when when you put your mind to it and think about the things that make you truly happy and make you who you are so that's why I talk about meditation and mindfulness and Just to touch real quick on mindfulness. So it's a practice where you are enjoying the present moment for what it is without any judgment. You're accepting the present moment in its entirety. And coming back to the breath, coming back to what's happening. A lot of people do grounding exercises like physically grounding exercises where you take your shoes off and you put your feet on the ground. Um, Obviously not cement. You want some kind of dirt. People who are living in the city, they maybe, you know, don't have the dirt or can't walk to the park, but you can just be holding on to, you know, a plant or doing something like that um, where you can feel, you know, what's going on. Or maybe you have, maybe you don't do crystal healing, but you have like a rock that you picked up at the beach that was beautiful. And maybe you just hold that rock for a little bit before bed to just recenter and recalm yourself. And what you're doing is you're just breathing into the present moment at hand. And when something arises about maybe the future or the past or a feeling or a thought or whatever it is, you just kind of note it like, Hey, okay. I, I recognize that's an emotion. I recognize that's a thought. I recognize that I have to do that and I'll think about it later. But right now it's like a cloud floating by in the sky. I'm just going to look up and I'll see it float by and then we're back to that blue sky and now, you know, they it's literally called a blue sky meditation, that, that one, where you literally think that you recognize that thought or feeling as a cloud in the sky. But anyways, that's the main point of it is just like let that thought go and as it goes by, you come back into that present moment and that's what mindfulness is all about. And you can practice this anywhere. So like a meditation practice, like I talked about earlier, where you are literally sitting down and doing the breathing exercise and you're actually sitting down. Um, I just sit down, you know, like in my little office area, you could do it anywhere. You could sit down on, you know, in nature, you could sit down on your back porch, you could sit down anywhere on your bed, whatever. And that could be like a form of, you know, maybe a more formal type of meditation. But like I said, there's also where you can do it just being mindful and in that present moment and just coming back to the present moment. Like, where am I? What is happening right now? Um, what do I need to do in this moment? And you can do that anywhere because it helps you to become less overwhelmed, right? So you can do this anywhere. Um, there's times at work where I'm really stressed out and I literally just go into the bathroom for a minute, take a couple of breaths, come back to the present moment, think about what's happening right in the here and now. What do I need to actually be focusing on right now? And go from there. So I will leave you guys with one last exercise. And I'm sure that a lot of you have already heard this because this is like becoming my signature speech. So it's called a sensory mindfulness practice. And what you do is you think about your five senses. 
and then you pick so there's and then the number five so it will correlate to each sense so five things that you see four things that you can touch three things that you hear two things you smell one thing that you can taste so I will go through mine um I had a beautiful one that I recorded to the Facebook group the other day at the beach and I'll go through that with you right now so five things that you can see so I'll just actually just do what I'm seeing in my in my desk right now in my office so five things you can see and you can theme this if you feel like you need some extra grounding support you can do like five things of a certain color or five plants or whatever it is so um but five things I see I see my candle in front of me I see my plants I can see my dog I can see my water bottle and I can also see my little mug of coffee here. Four things I can touch. So I can feel my feet on the ground. I can feel my hair on my neck. I can feel a slight breeze in my face from the window. And I can also feel my hands wrapped around this warm coffee mug. Three things I hear. I can hear the birds outside chirping. I can hear the wind blowing by, and I can hear yard work starting in the background. Two things that I can smell, that's always one of the hardest for me because I don't, I feel like I'm not one of those people that can like smell the, you know, fresh air, but I like to carry an essential oil roller with me. And I, sometimes if I'm feeling really stressed out, I'll just rub that on my wrist and then smell it. So if I do that right now, I can smell like the citrus essential oil that I have on and I can smell my candle in front of me. And then something you can taste. So maybe you have like remnants of, you know, the coffee that you drank or the water or, you know, maybe you just had like a little piece of chocolate and you can just kind of taste that still in your mouth. Or I'll maybe take a nice slow sip of my drink and focus on what it tastes like. So that's kind of how you do the senses. That's one of my favorite grounding techniques to use in the moment because once you start to get pretty quick at it, nobody will notice you doing this. So there are so many different ways to practice mindfulness, to practice meditation. Um, we will be talking about a lot of them this month, including like breath work and different ways to meditate and things like that. And so I'm really happy for you guys to be here and to be able to learn about this. I feel very passionate about this topic, as you know. Um, it's just, it's good. You know, we're eating, you were eating well, we're doing the exercises, we're doing the things, but let's take care of our spirit too. And you know, that's just a small section of all of the things that I, I want to cover on this podcast, right? To just create a life that we love and to really make our lives the best lives that they can be, right? And it touches on all the different aspects of our body and our spirit and who we are, you know, as individuals. So I really hope that you guys can take something from this, share the practices with me as always. And I know most of you are in the enlightened wellness group on Facebook, go ahead and get in there. If you're not, um, follow me on Instagram, DM me if you have some ideas and something that you want to share, or if you have any questions, anything like that. All right, you guys, I am so thankful once again to have you here. I hope you enjoyed this episode.
I'm so happy you were able to make it to another awesome episode. Don't forget, if this resonated with you, take a screenshot, tag me in it on Instagram at Enlightened Period Wellness. Or if it's something that one of your friends needs to hear, don't hesitate to send it out. Let's get this message across. Have a blessed day.